0: Hi, I'm Linda. I'm Dennis. Welcome to the Next Gen Business Podcast.
1: Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org.
0: Hello, Dennis. It's lovely to see you again. It's been a while. How are you keeping?
1: Pretty good, thank you. Uh, pretty good. We're having a lovely winter so far.
0: Yeah, it's nice and sunny, is it? Well, I'm excited. We've got an awesome guest. So I just want to read a bit about this awesome guest because I'm so proud to have him on the show. So I'm introducing Bill Waters. And for the last 20 years, 25 years, excuse me, Bill has worked in the startup world, effectively guiding, pioneering and selling the latest innovations. He has been a pioneer and driving force behind numerous leading edge ventures. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. We're so lucky to have Bill. Hi, Bill. It's lovely to see
2: you. Hi, Linda and Dennis. So great to see you guys. Great to see you, Bill. Thank you.
1: I have a question for you, Bill. Bill. I've noticed that you have a special interest in green type industries. Uh, Have you already or have you always had this interest? And if so, what first got you interested in in green industries?
2: My first product, in fact, was in 1990. It was a product called Frostbuster, and it was a biodegradable ice remover, frost and ice remover. And... um, I didn't really know a whole lot about the industry or the situation at the time, but it was a, the underlying product was a, uh, was something for the use in de-icing train ramps for loading. And it was for the, the uh, rail systems, it had to be biodegradable. So I got to understand the issues of the, the toxic, um, uh, formulations that were being used in other applications and I started to get interested in and in, and curious about you know why aren't we using more of these things and then when I started that product it was the whole and I shouldn't say I there was it was a group of us but we had to go through this whole process of um, bottling it labeling it getting trigger sprayers the packaging Um, We were selling like a little bit of uh, active ingredient and then filling it up uh, with water so we'd have all the distribution costs and all of those things. And at the time, I thought, what an incredible amount of waste and cost, quite frankly, um, not only for us as a manufacturer, but you throw in all of the distribution uh, um, commissions (laughs) that happen it gets very expensive for the consumer. And so that started it. Uh, there was a very big we, uh, a hesitation from the, the market uh, for a green product. We couldn't sell it as a green product. Nobody wanted a green product. Uh, so we really uh, pushed the efficacy side of it, which quite frankly was the, the, the part that sold it. And then I did a couple other products that were uh, green, And uh, again, it uh, one in fact was a a high heat vapor, which basically, you see these steam cleaners. This one was from Germany, and whenever I'd go into a McDonald's or a Tim Hortons or any restaurant, which is so, it was a commercial grade product. When I told them that it was green, they didn't care. When I told them it could clean their uh, They're grouting and all the corners and crevices and sanitize their playland mats, that's when they cared. And so and not, not that they didn't care about the environment, but what they were really looking for was did it work? So now we're here today. Uh, we're still having to push the efficacy. And it was very important that we made sure we found solutions, concentrates that were very powerful and actually could outperform the mainstream. So that's that's what we go with. We lead with that, uh, the sustainability, the green side of it is something that is a nice to have. And people are more and more getting accustomed and I won't say demanding it, but they like to have it now.
0: That's a really good question, Dennis, because that leads me into asking Bill. Um, Bill, do you know why I invited you here tonight? Because I want you to share a little bit about what you do, so that any other entrepreneurs who are you know listening or watching our show will know basically kind of how long you've been in business and how you've sustained all the ups and downs because you have, haven't you? And like I say, this isn't my main question. This is more an introduction to you, Bill, because I want our listeners to know that you've got a lot going for you. You've got a lot of um, credibility and. When you talked just now about how people didn't really care about the green but they cared if it worked, will our next generation of entrepreneurs or anybody coming up tomorrow think to themselves, well, I really care if it's green versus if it works? Does that make any sense? Well, first of all, you've got a beautiful banner behind you. It's lovely and colourful. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing.
2: I had a really nice backdrop. So I made sure I had something up for you. <laughs>
0: Bill, would you like to introduce your organization, your company that you know so everybody knows exactly who you are?
2: Well, I'm the co-founder of Extreme Eco. Um, it is a um, we invented a special spray system, a mechanism that allows you to interchange different types of cleaning concentrates. And so just to give you just to show you, I do have it here. This is the product that finally came off the line after four years of testing, product development, you name it. We're about to show it at the Chicago Inspired Show in uh, the beginning of March, just a few weeks. And uh, basically what what you do is you fill up this with water, sort of like a Keurig or a Soda Stream. You just fill it up with water. And then we have these different concentrates. I don't know if you can see them here. Uh, there's one with the cap with the special connector cap and then you just open it up now this is a two-hander so lock it in and you're ready to use it and then we have uh, three others uh, glass cleaners uh, we have an odor eliminator and stain remover a scale and scum and a multi-purpose grease and collectively They'll do hundreds of applications. So, in essence, uh, what the product will do was will eliminate dozens and dozens of cleaning products that are in their own individual bottles, doing their own individual tasks. These, this little guy here, together will replace replace about twenty four different bottles.
0: So you can imagine.
2: You can imagine what happens in a cupboard, and you know, everybody has the cupboard full of uh, tons of bottles. Now they can uh, get rid of that, but they'll also be happy with the fact that they outperform all of those. Then they'll be happy with the fact that it's all natural. All the solutions are natural.
0: That's amazing. So all your years of entrepreneurship and, and, you know, building a business, selling a business, all that has come to fruition. I mean, you've, you've been successful before with product services and stuff like that. So um, what do you think, this, this is my question for you, Bill, what do you think the entrepreneurs today will face in the way of challenges that maybe are different to the challenges you experience, Bill, because there's so much more going for us today, and I'm I'm not being rude here, but... When when I started business, there wasn't so much, um, you know, the internet, social media, all that kind of thing. So what's different for you now that these people, you you know, is different for you, but the new entrepreneurs will be thinking, well, you know, this is difficult. Does that make any sense?
2: It does make sense. I, I would say that it's always different. To be honest, it's always changing. It's always different. If you're coming out with anything new, um, it really doesn't matter. I'd, I've been in retail since, now I know you, you mentioned 25 years, but I think I'm coming more on 30 years. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know where you got that from and I, <laughs> I, I recognize that. Um, but when I first came out, it was a different story about getting products into retail. They didn't have the internet, they didn't have e-commerce, and advertising, getting access to their consumers was a different process. Um, I got into uh, internet, building internet software companies, whole different world for me, but really the underlying issue was, how are people gonna see me? What message is gonna resonate? Is the product the right product? I And the underlying thing was, who's the customer? And why am I making this product? And then you look at the environment, which is always different. And you adapt yourself to what's happening in the environment. What I did 30 years ago will not work today. But what I do going forward is... Highly influenced by all of the things that I got to to this point.
0: So you're saying that some entrepreneurs will find it easier and not face some of the challenges you had or will they they'll obviously be different challenges, won't they?
2: I think there'll be different challenges. Everybody, every entrepreneur is going to have challenges. Uh, every entrepreneur is going to want to quit. Every <laughs> They're going to fall in love. They're going to nurture it, get all excited about it. They're gonna bring it out into the, the marketplace, and then they're going to get responses that they didn't expect, and then they're gonna to have to try to understand. And this is the continuity figure, this is the thing that they always have to do. Listen, you've got to listen. If you're not listening to the market and the responses, and if you're not um, effectively filtering those responses. So, who are you getting the responses from? Do they really understand? Should you believe them? Probably not. Like, don't don't believe your mother, but believe the one that's uh, believe the buyer at uh, Canadian Tire, or believe believe the the customer that that you're selling to at the market. Believe, listen to what they're saying and adapt. That's the bottom line. So it, it's a it's a it's a trait that you have to have as an entrepreneur.
0: Definitely. So Dennis, what are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting way to look at it, isn't it?
1: It is definitely. i I, I did have a follow-up question to uh, to yours, Linda. Um, and I think in a way, Bill, you've already kind of half answered it. I was it was in relation to this idea of business risk. And I know from having looked at your, your history, your involvement in the technology sector, you took tremendous risks. And according to statistics uh, from the Canadian government, approximately 7,000 businesses go bankrupt every year in Canada. So my question is, what is the best formula that you would advise businesses to follow in order to beat these kinds of odds?
2: Uh, I would say, um, I think the best word would be incremental, um, incremental, um, advancement. So just go a little bit. You're, you're, you're just go with the idea. Start talking to people about the idea. I think a lot of people are afraid of somebody stealing their idea. If you think someone's going to steal your idea, um, you're wrong. Nobody's going to steal an idea until it's very successful. Or if they steal an idea, the biggest problem or biggest challenge with the business is the execution. Ideas are a dime a dozen. I've, I've, I've been involved with the Communitech, and we're in a hotbed of ideas. There are millions of ideas out there. There are very few People that can execute on those ideas. But when you execute on those ideas, you don't run out and try to raise $2 million and try to build something big. You build the smallest thing. You start talking to, to, to prospects, say who you think might be the customer, and be willing to accept the fact that maybe you're wrong. I, I keep hearing these these uh, companies say, well, don't talk about the idea until you get the patent or don't talk about this idea until uh, you've got all your investors and all your ducks in a row. No, no. Talk about it right away, because it's those collisions that you have in the, the SBCN, at Communitech, at uh, Innovation Guelph, at whatever community you're in, the chamber, whatever. Start talking about it because it's those conversations that start bringing in other ideas, other perspectives and help you frame that direction. And you move incrementally. You invest incrementally. You adjust for risk. Um, I won't say that I haven't jumped in and failed big because I have, but uh, alternatively, um, I've been able to It's never killed me (laughs) it's never killed me do that i'm still here but i will say that the best process has always been the incremental uh test and test and change test and change test and go forward test and change um i I, i'm a big uh, believer in that that process
0: that's a good that's a good answer but dennis the the amount of people who did you say went bankrupt you know folded right um what, like, um, are we talking about, like, a, a certain amount of years? I mean, like, it's nothing to do with COVID, obviously. It's nothing at all to do with the fact.
1: Yeah, this is a, a yearly figure, but they also say they have some um, some supporting data for that. They say that um, of those businesses that start um, uh, in a year, after about a year, maybe 20% of those businesses will fail. And then after maybe three years, up to 45% of those businesses might fail. Um, so uh, I do think um, Bill's point about the necessity of kind of doing things in incremental stages and also getting feedback so you can properly frame your ideas, um, a very. that's a very powerful formula to kind of uh, respond to this kind of challenge of building businesses, right? Yeah,
0: Bill's got a lot of experience.
2: I think the other side, um, the the other part of it is, this product that I just showed you, I thought of in 1995. But what I came to realize is that people weren't ready to make that big shift. People in general can't move big their their movements are incremental like if you're trying to make a big idea happen maybe that's something that's going to be down the road but how they're going to start off on that journey with you is that is is a way that's slightly closer to home like ideally if i if i could just sell these little concentrates and get people to put them in their own bottles I would do that I if people would put it in their own bottles. And there are other companies that are selling little concentrates and pills and uh, beeswax stuff. But people just don't, they're not at that space yet. They're at the space of having it done easy and for them.
0: The other thing, though, guys, is that, like, Bill, you just mentioned something, which to me is fantastic. You have the patience and the knowledge and the know-how to know that people aren't ready for your product yet. But I deal with a lot of different businesses, smaller businesses, who may not have a product, but they've got a service. And I don't know whether um, Dennis's figures relate to the smaller businesses who, after the first year, are not getting enough clients. They've spent a lot of money doing all the things they need to do. And basically, they just can't pay the bill, so they give up after a year. And then I think the problem when we come to the three years, I'm not I'm not an expert on these guys, but is basically, I think people in the smaller business arena get a little bit complacent, especially in the service industry, and get so many clients and then think that those clients will do the work for them, referring them, and then... You know, they don't try as hard. They don't try new things and stuff like that. That's my experience in the small business arena. Yours is much more than mine, Bill. So, so Dennis, um, you are, as I say, in the business world. You have got, I don't know it's one business or two businesses that you're working on. What is your experience before we wrap up and, and say goodnight, because I know you guys are busy, but what is your experience? I mean, what is keeping you going with your businesses that's saying, you know, I can do this, I can do this, you know, without, you know, giving up?
1: Well, to be honest, uh, there are, I have faced uh, certain challenging moments, uh, certain moments of self-doubt. But I, I think it's just, um, I think um, it's a matter of being adaptable. And, um going back to uh, something that Bill was saying, um, listening to the market and making sure that you're actually delivering a service for some uh, that is needed, you know. Um, I think that's been key.
0: Some really good points. It's interesting because we're all at different er- different times in our businesses, different areas in our businesses, and basically we're all facing different successes struggle stuff like that but the conversation with you bill and dennis every time you come on the show and you give us your insights it's wonderful for our listeners to to learn from us uh, there may be some stubborn people out there who say no no no, i'm going to do it my way and good luck to them if they succeed that's great if they don't it's it's a lesson learned but um i guess what i'd love to say to to bill tonight is um much success in chicago because i know you couldn't get there could you because of covid last time and you are ready to go again, so good luck! And um, I think you've got a wonderful, wonderful product. It's going to, you know, save people a lot of time and money. So I know it's going to just, you know, wow every, everybody, and everybody's going to be buying it and everything. And I just love the look and feel of your branding. Would you like to add anything before we have to go, Dennis?
1: I would just like to say uh, thank you, Bill, uh, for being our guest today. And really for your example, you're such an inspiring example, your resilience, uh, your ability to adapt to different um, kind of economic climates or environments, and just in your self-belief, you're uh, a really inspiring example. Thank you.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really great meeting you, Dennis and Linda. I love every time we get together, I love our talks. We could go on forever. I can't believe we're done.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing some more, Bill, don't you worry. But thank you for your time and good night.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.